Wow. Craig is now recording. Isn't that amazing? Can I keep this in? Yes, yes I am. Because okay. Craig is god to. Hello everyone, welcome to the Nerd Herd Podcast. Your host Gary Combine and co-host AD Spectrum Dean. Hello there. Just realised your name's a mouthful. Like, like mega, me- mega mind levels of mouthfulness. I mean, it's better than the overly... I guess I'm allowed to use it, I have it. It's better than the heavily autistic name I used to go by on... I used to have on YouTube. Wait, wait, you went by... F- I, I, I could have misinterpreted that. Uh, d- did you call yourself heavily autistic? Well, I feel... Well, it's more... It's the it's the least autistic name I could come up with. It's the least obnoxious. Wait, wait what, what was the, your name before? I'm curious now. Are you sure you want this? Yes, yes I am. I need this. <sighs> Give me strength. Lewis Minds the Craft. Lewis Minds the Craft. Amazing. I'm gonna put them in the description for this podcast. In fact, I'm gonna just write it down so I remember it. Why would you do this? I love it. I, I actually love it. Lewis Minds for Yeah, but it's, it's too... It's too focused on one thing. It's not broad. It's not creative. It's not that, clever. That's why it's magic. It, it's, it's magic. You can almost take my current alias seriously. That one you cannot. So... Uh, I guess, I guess we should discuss something. Okay, well, how about that new Hyrule Warriors trailer? I suppose, but there's not really much to discuss about it, because right now there's only about... As far as I know, there's only the immediate trail announcement trailer, or there is the um, apparently there is some hour-long gameplay which I have not seen. I've only seen the announcement trailer. There's hour-long gameplay. Apparently, I don't know. I've not looked into it. But the only Zelda game I've played in the past is um, I played a demo for Legend of Zelda: Triforce Heroes. That is my only history of Zelda. So you've you've not played the the majesticness that is the Legend of Zelda Wind... Sorry, the Wind Waker. I keep forgetting there's a... No, but I did see it in, um... When I went to... When I went to the... When I went to... Uh, when I went to town earlier today, I did see in one of the shops that they had uh, Wind Waker on GameCube. It's just that I'm not big on Zelda, so I didn't get it. Beautiful. Wind Waker's in it, it's it's interesting because it had the was it on the Wii U when the Wind Waker HD and for Wind Waker HD looks worse than than the Wind Waker. You get the the Wind Waker on the Dolphin emulator and uh, it looks more more and then you look at the Wind Waker HD and it's. No. Okay, so 
back to the immediate topic. Uh, Age of Calamity, that's what it's called. Yes. Uh, Breath of the Wild prequel. I have played very little of Breath of the Wild because I don't own the game. I was playing it on an acquaintance's Switch. And I only did about around five minutes on it. This was before I had my own Switch. So I didn't get to play the entire game. If... In all honesty, I haven't got to play Through the Wind Waker yet, but I'm behind on a lot of stuff related to the Switch. Because... You don't have one? Want one? You just need enough games I... to justify getting one. I'm that way with, uh, I'm contemplating... No, not necessarily. Again, once I get another job and Shin Megami Tensei 3 not turn... HD and Shin Megami Tensei 5 come out. I'm getting that, that, that bad boy that is a Switch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Again, it's, it's very hard being a Shin Megami Tensei fan. Especially because of Persona 5 fanboys who just want a Persona 5 Switch port instead of something new. See, I've not, um,. I'm not very familiar with a lot of Sega's other properties. I I am very familiar with the Sonic series because of course. Mm -hmm. But oh, uh, most of yeah. the other IPs I know regarding Sega are ones that they don't use anymore. The kind of ones you'd see on um on a Mega Drive collection. Don't, Rice, don't, Rice Star, don't Vector Man. Um, or at least Sega Sega. Sega. Sega America. Don't they own Alien? I think Alien I Isolation is Sega's. I don't look into corporate stuff. So Yeah, Alien Isolation was published by Sega. So, as someone who isn't exactly experienced with Sega's modern properties, because I've not had the chance to use them, what is the appeal I know. I love how off-topic this got. What is the appeal of Shin Megami Tensei, or at least for you? Okay, so I, to understand Shin Megami Tensei, we need to go back in time. Let me create a flashback noise. You know, like phones and cartoons. Time. Sorry, for decades, it's for 1980s. There are these. Books about Lucifer and a, a comp. I forgot whether Atlas made the first Gami Tensei games, but I can look it up. They made a bunch of games about <coughs> Tensei. Bas basically, uh, it's easy just to sum it like this Shin Megami Tensei is a. Is a Spin-off of a spin-off. So spin-off of a spin-off. Based off books, right? And mm. I've never actually played them. I don't know where to find the English versions. To be honest, I don't I because I haven't looked up, I don't even know if there is an English, you know, release or fan patch or anything. It's possible. The Shin Megami Tensei is ba it's about summoning demons and Lucifer, and, and the world in Newt. 
at least I, I'm pretty sure it was nuked because it's it's a post-apocalyptic JRPG. Uh, then, yes. then, then you have Persona, which comes from Shin Megami Tensei, What If? Which basically, the premise of that game was, oh, these kids, they, they can, they still have the, the demon summoning vices. Oh, so they're because... actually linked. Oh yeah, yeah, they, they, they are linked. Most people don't know this, as most people look at Persona and think, oh, that's Persona. They forget that Persona's full title is Shin Megami Tensei Persona, and 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 basically, it's not just demon summoning. They digitally summon demons, so they're like digital demons. So in in Shin Megami Tensei, what if the students still summon digital demons? Then in Persona, they're just like, nah, these aren't digital anymore. Instead, the the masks that that you wear, you're you're gonna wear these masks to get through the game, and you know, everybody has a wild card because wild cards are wild. Yeah, don't. Well, don't judge. I've been waiting to use that joke for ages. I can tell. Oh yeah, I'm I'm very. Not proud, but proud at the same time. Very 50-50. Amazing. Okay. There was, there was another thing that came out in a recent game announcements as well. Uh, have you ever heard... I, I take it you, you've... There's no way you haven't heard of it. You've heard of Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. I have heard of it, but I... Film. I... I'm not familiar with it, but I have heard the name before. So it's a it's a film, a really really good film, directed by his lord and savior Edgar Wright. Um, it's based off a comic book that's clearly heavily manga inspired. Mm-hmm. However, there was also a beat 'em up, 2D side scroller released on the PS3 and Xbox 360. Disappointingly, oh, I never played these because they got delisted off the digital stores in 2014. Are these 2014? in the same vein? Sorry, are these vein in the? Are these in the same vein as Streets of Rage? Because they sound the way you're describing them sounds yes. a lot like the way Street, uh, and, Streets and of Rage one, plays. Yes, and and that one amazing Simpsons beat them beat them up. That was a Simpsons beat them up. Oh yeah. It, it's uh, it's it's actually really good. It's like it's like four good video games based upon The Simpsons. No more, no less. And one of them was a beat 'em up. It was from the nineties. <laughs> Scott Pilgrim vs. World, the game. They have recently announced that it's actually getting re-released on the PlayStation 4, Xbox One. And the Switch, I'm gonna presume. P- oh, that's P2. what the announcement was about. Cause I saw um, I saw the sprite of Scott, and I saw the name, and I thought, oh, something's getting released or re-released on Switch. That's neat. Now I understand. Oh. It's it's. Mm. I'm hoping that by the time it comes out as well, I'll have a job again. I- I need I need to start getting these games because the Switch it does have good games. It's just 
it's not about I need enough a big enough library to get it. It's say I need money. Yeah. Right Whereas now for I me, am stuck Whereas... with the PS4. See, I don't like the idea of getting a new console without a reason to use the console. Because if I had, if theoretically, if I had everything on my Switch or on my Xbox, that would mean that there's there's no variety in the way I play. There's no variety in what my display looks like, which yeah, I, I'm still variety. working. What's that? What's that? Is, is it an idiom? I'm pretty sure it's an idiom. Uh, variety is the spice of life. And yes, I didn't that... butcher it. Yes. Yes, I, be I believe that's an idiom. I'm trying to remember what my word classes are. But, but variety is the spice of life. You, you do need a good variety. why I'm considering uh, considering looking into possibly getting an N64. I'm just trying to think of enough games that would motivate me to play it. So far, I've only got Mario 64, Ocarina of Time, being and the original by Smash. Maybe Banjo-Kazooie. Corden. By the way, because I've just gotten bot commands, and Craig says, fail to join. If I persistently fail to join, it may be an issue with a voice server. Try changing the server region and settings. Error, timed out. However, Craig is still in the chat. Look at Craig recording. He's recording he, away. He is persisting. He is persisting. Bless him. Poor Craig. Some would call him an absolute unit. I, s I say I'm stuck with the PS4, but I'm, I'm slowly making my way through the Resident Evil series and the and uh, Ryu Ga Gotoku. I've not played the former. Hey, Resident Evil, it's 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 amazing. I wouldn't call it survival horror though. I think. Everyone calls it survival horror. Now, I would argue it, it is a puzzle game. Is it really survival horror? No. It seems more like a survivor thriller. Don't know, I wouldn't even say that. I, like, the first one, I could give a pass to, but... Resident Evil 2, in for the PlayStation 1, which is obviously the superior version of the game. I'm sorry, reimagining. I know I went fight you. I've got no reason to. But um, Re Resident Evil 2 onwards, they are action games. They are straight up action games, and anyone that says otherwise is deluding themselves. Like Resident Evil 3, the biggest problem with the emphasis on action is Nemesis himself. I I I, I take it you know how tank controls work, right? Um, I'm sorry, please repeat. Tank controls, so... Um, you you only have your D-pad, your up, down, left, right. Yes. When you press up, you always move forward, regardless of where you are on the screen. When you move back, you always move backwards. When you move... Uh, sorry, when you press left, character 
pivots left. He doesn't walk, or she, he. It, they move left. Okay. If you press right, they move. Sorry, they turn right. They don't actually move in that direction. That but if you want a character to move and turn, you have to hold forward and the button that you want them to turn on. They always turn left and they turn left and right in regards to where the character is, not where the, the camera facing them is. That's an interesting. That's an interesting gameplay style. Oh yeah, it, it, it's all, it's awkward when you first use it, but you get used to it. Now the thing with Resident Evil 3 Nemesis is tank controls are slow. The, the action works in uh, Resident Evil 2 because you're shooting zombies. Slow moving zombies, so you know, and it has a really good lock on auto aim. Resident Evil 3, I, I do believe it has the same lock-on system, but Nemesis moves so fast. It, it, it was like he was designed for a game where the character moved faster and had better direction over where they moved. By the sounds of it, you're implying that Nemesis didn't appear like he was designed for the type of game he was in. He was designed for it, I just think they went overboard with the design in it. Okay. Everyone goshes over Nemesis, but if you want to see Nemesis done, right, just play Resident Evil 2, uh, the Claire scenario A, which leads you on to the Leon scenario B scenario, with Mr. T. Not Mr. T, Mr. X. We now call him Mr. X, you know, the, the guy with the dark black suit, the ghostly face, and the, uh, the fedora. I was gonna say, until you, brought up, until you brought up the latter two features, you could have easily described Albert Wesker with that. Well, Wesker doesn't wear a trench coat. I don't remember him wearing a trench coat. Or a fedora. And Albert Wesker, he, he wore the Stars uniform in the first game, and, and in in uh, Code Veronica X. And, and if you if you're really into self punishment, um, <clears throat> Resident Evil Whoa. Zero, which is cancer. For context, for context, David is linking yes. images in the Discord, so we have visual as to what we're talking about. You, you need the visual. Yeah, Mr. I know, I'm X, it Mr. X was well designed for the uh, Leon B scenario. He was punishing, but he didn't move at ridiculous, ludicrous speeds. In fact, you know what? You know space space balls. You seen I've space balls? There's a bit in there's a bit in space balls where. They're trying to catch up with the heroes, and obviously they're taking the Mickey out of uh, hype, hyper, what was it? What, not lights, yeah, no light speed or hy hyper jumps. And they go to ludicrous speed, which is where they create a tartan pattern. They go, it, it's actually so fast that they end up overtaking the heroes, Lone Star. And 
how I imagine it is, Mr. X is Lone Star. He goes fast enough, he's, you know, slow enough, not ridiculous, so you, he, you can still face him. He's reasonable. And Nemesis, Nemesis is ludicrous speed. Also doesn't help that the dodge button is broken. Resident Evil 3 for the PlayStation 1. I'm just... That just sounds it's so strange. Broken. He moves so fast that you generate a picnic basket. Yes. That's so strange. Oh. And... Well... Red, Red, well, so Resident Evil 3 remake that everyone dumped on. But in, in that game's defense, and I would say it's a fair defense, you can actually fight fight Nemesis. I'm listening. And the dodge bud button actually works. So, I mean, that's that. Okay. It's, it's not a perfect reimagining, but, you know, at least from a gameplay perspective, I would say it's better. Kind of, even though it's disappointing, a lot of the locations were cut, and a lot of enemies were cut, but in its defense, it's a reimagining. It's not a full-on remake. Nah. But, but Resident Evil 2 was also a reimagining. Imagine calling your reimagining Resident Evil Resident Evil 2. Also, Resident Evil 2. It's very confusing. It is. Uh, but okay. there was something I wanted to bring up, actually. Go on. On the uh, government. This is going way, way off topic because. Oh no, we, I we haven't have done a, we that have, We have. This, this entire okay. conversation has been, like, moving between different junctions on the motorway. At this point, we've left the motorway. And I jumped off, the car rolled, and then a car ran over my legs. And now we're moving over to... and now we're... we're I'm, I'm trying to think of something clever and done it. We're going to Mario. This is where we're going. We are ah, going yes. to... The, the small, quiet Japanese town of Mario, where we will seek a very, very quiet life, but where we will not be disturbed, and where we'll, when we go to get our health checked by the doctor, we'll say we are in good health. And so, also chop off hands on the indication. Yes. So I take it you also got your first erection when you saw the hands of the motorista. Um, no. Oh. Wow. <laughs> I. No, I am. The, I am the first. I am. I share. You got into it not too long ago. I share personality traits with Yoshikage Kira, but it doesn't mean I'm exactly like it. That's worrying. You don't want to share personality traits of Yoshikage Kira. I'm sorry. Do you not want a, res a relatively quiet life with no a relatively quiet life with no trouble and no enemies to worry oh, well, about? Well, well, well. If 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 that means I have to go around blowing people up, then uh, who said I'd be blowing oh. people up? Oh, you. 
You don't want people to compete with, so you blow them up before they can. Mate. You're, 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 a, you're a fox, Slayer. <laughs> I'm not sure how Mate. I feel after being described like that. I... To be fair, we shouldn't make those jokes. Oshikage Kira clearly would kill a woman, even if she's, you know, actually good and not a fox. We didn't get any ideas to the backstories of any of the, well, I mean, we got a brief encounter with one of his living victims. Yes, yes, we did. We also did got the saddest death in the end of part four. We are talking about Shigechi, right? Yes, yes, we are talking about Shigechi. Shigechi's right, death was sad. I only found out recently, but there are people that weren't really that upset by Shigechi's death. And how could anybody be so heartless? I mean, I'm gonna be honest, as someone who doesn't easily connect with fictitious events, I can see why people were upset. And I can see how Shigechi's character impacted people, and why people liked or disliked him. But his death didn't resonate with me, either. Well, I mean, Shigechi's the autistic kid, right? Like, I can't be the only one that thinks that. He he's Morio's autistic kid. You, you become friends with him because he clearly needs that social interaction. I mean, because it wouldn't be complete- He starts off with a greedy bastard, and- Josuke being Josuke, he takes advantage of Shigechi's clearly low low functioningness. That's how I perceive it, anyway. And his stand. Yes, but, but then jo Josuke learns not to fuck with Shigechi. Mess with the autistic kid. I He's mean... just gonna send his stand after you and. That fact, your blood. that fact doesn't sound like it'd be too far off, because if I remember correctly, uh, Dio, at least by part 3, is by. Wait, what? I don't know, I've seen it in comments, apparently Dio's by. Dio's by? No, no, Dio's straight. I, I don't know. It's difficult. Like, I've never got the vibe that Dio was gay. I think Dio, like, in regards to Jonathan, Dio clearly had not the most respect for him when he realised that Jonathan was probably the only human who could be on a level close to Dio. I don't know. It was above all humans. It's difficult for me to know sometimes what's real information and what's not because. You know, there could there's so much potential lore or that or there's depth to a character that I don't pick up on. So sometimes it's difficult for me to know what's what's the Okay, with with Dio, how, how I perceive it is Dio is a man with an inferior inferiority complex. Hmm. Well and he, the first thing he does is he tries to put himself above Jonathan when he meets Jonathan. 
because he looks down upon the Jostos because he believes they're taking him in to make themselves look good. Like he, but they're not. And he, he has that sort of attitude of Jonathan has his life handed to him on a plate. But even before, before, sorry, even throughout that, you you see Jonathan's father telling Jonathan off, uh, you know, for not eating dinner properly and stuff. Especially when uh, Dio's showing him up. Yes. Jonathan's father is a very good man. He's very noble and pure of heart, but he's also clearly a hard worker, even if he is rich and wealthy. And he's all, he also seems to be really fair-minded as well. Yes. Dio well, is not fair-minded. I have not, That's I have why not, Dio uh, walked in with assumptions. I haven't re-watched Phantom Blood. I haven't re-watched anything up to part before. I, I would suggest, if, you, if you're gonna redo Jojo, I would read for manga. Just, just so you can see what the manga... As that the anime doesn't, but also just be what the anime added. The entire manga. Oh well. Uh, Dragon. I, pref I prefer Lantern. to have a physical version if I can help it, but I don't know how much of my shelf that would take up. Um, Barry Scott ha has the uh, first few volume. Uh, sorry, the first few part one books because. I think there's only three book hardbacks of part one, but Barry Scott has them. I can't believe he chose that year's name. Dang! And the dirt is gone. Hi, I'm Barry Scott. <sighs> you know... Like a speeding train. This if... silly bag can clean your lime and grease away. Sorry, lime scale, not lime. Lime scale and grease away. All for women in the UK are using <laughs> You know, if if Nerd Herd ends up getting taken out because of that, I am placing that all on you. Yes. I had no Maybe. involvement in the name, I had no involvement in the quotes. The only uh, the there's also, there's also sites where you can read for manga. Well yeah. And but, by the I know, mean I like... not just read it, you can read it in colour. Well, yeah, but I don't know. I guess it's like when I draw. I'm gonna. I will be starting digital art relatively soon. By the end of the month, I think. But there's mm. something authentic, something safe about using real paper, pencils, erasers. You have your product in front of you, and you know you're not going to lose it unless you're a moron and put it somewhere you don't remember. Yeah, I, I get that. I, I, it's the I same with reading. That. If I want to, if I wanted to read JoJo, I would prefer to get. I would at least want to get the manga up to part six because I want to follow what I believe is the canon well, universe. I think they're they're still doing the uh, part four hardbacks. I don't know. I yes, don't think I'd are. start Steel Ball 1 or um, Jojolian until I had finished Part 6 through the manga. I'll try and see which volume we're up to. So, Amazon at least, you can get them for around 10 to £13. Pounds, Is this just which... Part 4? 
This is for, for different volumes across all the different parts. Currently, we're on... Unless there's a volume 6... I'm gonna... Ch yes, there is. Because I'm very behind on these hardcover volumes. Uh, the 20th of August. So the, that means the volumes part six, volume six has just sorry part four, volume six has just come out. I don't know. As long as I was able to read a physical version of the manga, I don't really care what format it comes in. I've just got to remember I've got to read backwards because that's how manga works. I but always always go with the hardbacks. They're they're really nice. They're, they're really nice hardbacks. I have the first two volumes of part four. Which means I have the terrifying and awkward looking Rosuke in part four's art style. I can't unsee that image of Josuke, the first one. What are those proportions? <laughs> Part one's proportions. I see. I'm not they even. I'm not even a die-hard JoJo follower, but I almost feel scarred looking at that image because I know it's real. See, that's why you should read the manga. The thing. I'm not against thing... it. I just want. I just want to be able to get the whole experience at least up to part six. The the, the thing with I keep saying the the, the thing. thing. The thing, I said it, yes. The thing with part one is it, it looks like a fist of the North Star ripoff. And it, I it's really why not people, a wacky why I, I wondered why I kept hearing that name everywhere. The fist of the North Star is actually pretty good in its own right. That's, um. <clears throat> Jojo looked good in the fist of. Or a Fist of the North Star rip-off art style? No, it does I mean, not. it worked. It did work. Then, then you have Battle Tendency, which uh, improved upon everything. And then you've got Stardust and then, and then Crusaders, in which lines everywhere. Oh yeah, but part, It's not part, a bad I thing, like, it's very distinct. I like Stardust Crusaders design. Oh no, I'm not saying it's bad, I'm just saying with how many it's lines great or how when you read the uh, battle in Egypt arc, because obviously that's the later half of the arc and it's uh, it's it's even better. It's more distinct. Now what about part four? Because they took a rather simple approach with part four. But, I mean I'm going purely off of what they saw, what I saw in the anime. I've not looked at the market yet. Anime looks like it looks very close to how Part Four looked when Part Four finished. I mean, didn't you mention something along the lines that um, the style that the anime goes for very much depends on the style of the part it's based on? Yes. So what I noticed um, with the anime was they they make it look as close to. The part was based on at the end of the part, so it's the most finalized version. So, 
if I just got a glimpse at, a fi at one panel at the end of part six, we can assume that that's the kind of style they would go for if they animated it. Possibly, but I, in all honesty, I'd rather David Productions just continue the part six, sorry, the part five anime design. No, I'm a, oh, no, I'm I, just a I big really fan like, of it. I really part from part five Jotaro. Sorry, part five, part three Jotaro. Are you still on a therapist? Yes. My okay. therapist told me that part three Jotaro in the part five anime art style couldn't hurt me. Okay. Nightmares disagree. If I may, for context, Dave is referring to an image that he sent in the Discord. And it's a picture of, of Jean-Pierre Polnareff and Jotaro Kujo as they were seen in um, Stardust Crusaders, but they were drawn in Goldwyn's art style. Um, you might have to put this in. Still haunts me. I, I nah. Pe people will get what we mean. Okay, sure, but plus, plus, as long I, I'll have to look at those images when editing. I can't subject myself to that. I have PTSD. To get Vietnam flashbacks, I get part 3 and part 5 anime style flashbacks. Okay, but hear me out. Giorgio Giovanna in Phantom Blood style. What a terrifying prospect. Yes. Alright. How hard am I gonna sky him today? Very, very. Because I, I do remember vividly at least because um I occasionally look to see if, uh, to see if Netflix has actually somehow acquired part four, uh, part four, because it is fully dubbed. Mm. But uh, Netflix UK only has up to part three. We are very behind. You are behind. But the thumbnail for um. The thumbnail for Jojo, on Netflix UK at least, is a picture of Jonathan as he's walking through the Joestar Manor door. And I remember that thumbnail picture specifically. Now I'm just trying to re and I'm trying to imagine Jono in that style. And it's This might be curious. bad, but I'm I'm actually gonna have to BRB. Oh. Yes. Okay, I need um, you to sing and dance. David, we, we this is audio based, how would that work? Sing, but but sing how you're dancing. I'm BRBing. I need Can't to get sing. some gentlemanly crisp. Okay. Um, how do I do How does one pass the time? I'm not prepared for this. So... Um, I suppose, well, David is, um, AFK, down in the comment section, if anyone manages to find this, if you find this, first of all, in the comment section, say how you found it, and then, uh, what your favourite part, or what part of the cast up to now, despite how short or long they were, was your favourite, so... For the Zelda, the Resident Evil, the JoJo discussions, and I suppose how it is. 
I suppose you could ask questions in the comments too. Not too many though. It might get overlooked. But you could ask us you could ask us questions about ourselves. Um, because we haven't actually put ourselves out in this cast. So if anyone manages to find this uh, ask us questions. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe you'll find a quality out of one of us that you like and want to follow. As you can probably tell, I have not done a plug before. Hmm. I suppose. Uh, here's another option for if you want to put something in the comment section. You can make suggestions for topics for us to discuss, things in the geek culture world, or you could maybe ask for stories about our lives. And again, another thing they can link the viewer and the creator together. And this can yo. Be like oh, hello. Yeah, yo, yeah, yo. Dreaming, don't give it up. Luffy, dreaming, don't give it up. Zara, dreaming. Don't give it up, Nami dreaming. Don't give it up, 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 give it up. This is how the story goes. We find out about a treasure in the Grand Line. There's no doubt. The pirate whose eyes on it, he'll sing. I'll be a the pirates. I'm sorry. I'll be king of the pirates. I'm gonna be king. Yeah yo, yeah yo, yeah yo. Oh ho. Name is Luffy. That's Monkey D. Luffy gonna be the king of the pirates. He's made of rubber. How did that happen? Yo ho ho, he took a bite of gum gum. Yeah yo, yeah yo. His name is Zoro. He's just like a samurai. And a L-A-D-Y, Nami's not shy. Usopp's doing that marksman thing. Sanji's cooking, Chopper's doctrine. Yeah yo, yeah yo, yeah ho ho ho. Set sail for One Piece, it's the grand... It's the name of a treasure in the Grand Line. Yeah, yo, yeah, oh. That's our vault one piece. Are you done? <coughs> You've fallen for my thunder splits cross attack. Yes, yes, I am done. Sunset Yellow Overdrive. Oh. Yes. It's that dude from part one. For you. Oh, what was the guy? Because he became a vampire. You know the guy I'm talking about, right? This the, is part the... one, is it? Yeah, it's the dude from part one who rat who shows up at the beginning of part two and then is just like, no, I'm a harmon user, but fuck it. Vampirism is cool. I want to be like Dio, but instead I'm going to just, just use all the powers rather than learn how to use them. Um, no, can't say I do. Again, I haven't watched him back. Oh, I can't um, remember his name. Also, um, while you were absent, I was trying to, um... Wait, no, the Thunder Cross Split Attack guy, he died. I remember now. Dio froze him into ice. Then smashed him to loads of little... funky ice bits. The other dude... He's one of the ones that survived. Never mind, I'm mixing part one and two people up. Ignore me. Also, while you were absent, 
Uh, here I was trying to awkwardly make a connection between creator and commentator. Or at least, if anyone manages to find this. Uh, you'll probably you see know? it in post. I'm gonna presume you, you suggested Q&A. Yeah, so what I said... That was um, a good idea. One of the things I suggested was, uh, should anyone manage to find this, one of the things they could comment is, um, topics for us to discuss in the future, or questions to ask us. Oh, yeah, question, questions are always welcome. I love questions. Well, within Questions reason. are great. How many questions could you, could you answer though? I mean, you, you'd have to cap how many questions you answer, depending on how long we take to answer them. But it, it, it could be done. It sounds like it seems like the kind of thing that you could dedicate a brief segment to after the uh, after the introductory sequence. Oh, yeah. You know, maybe three questions a piece. Oh, I just saw one guy's um, asset. You know how you can what's the thing? You can change your status on Discord to something of your own choosing. I just noticed yes, one of our can. admins has a yeah as their status. Amazing. I mean, that is, mine's that a deal. Well. I don't actually see yours. Your status isn't coming up. What? Mine is a take your time, but you can see mine. Uh, how? It should be visible. Did you set it's temporary? Um, hold on. Yeah, they, they, they set it's temporary if you don't change it to something oh. permanent. There we go. I set it to don't clear. So until I change it, it won't, it won't go away. Oh boy. Hmm. In that case, I'm gonna... Are you I'm gonna, gonna have a peek on the... Oops. I suppose, uh, while you're, I suppose while you're changing your nickname, or I suppose while you're making those changes, um, let's move on to another topic. This was one of the... the ones that was implied in the previous conversation. Oh, yeah. How do you feel about the uh, the Super Mario 3D All Stars collection? Oh, yeah, no, we got it just I was I was talking to Barry Scott, and Barry Scott pointed out something interesting that I didn't know before. I don't know if it's true or not. It's like, apparently, it's only been sold until March. Yes, I don't know why that is, but oh, I I had some thoughts. I, I wonder if Nintendo are trying to create a uh, digital collector's edition of sorts. Actually, so a, limit, a limited time release becomes a weird sort of digital collectible. Ah, you say that, but um, I was watching a video by a, a YouTube user by the name of Around the Clock. It's a sort of uh, information journey. And, um, one of the things he pointed out was that certain stores, at least in America, 
by actually um, bundling certain things together with physical versions of the three All Stars game. Uh, skins for your Switch, stickers. It's intriguing. Did not know this. So if anything, I'd say that you would be argu you'd arguably be getting more value out of the physical version because you get the game. You get um, you sense. get a skin for your Joy Cons and your uh, your wireless dock, the piece in the middle. Oh. Off topic, but you know the current song playing? Um, I do not. This is from uh, Futaba's Palace. I didn't know the thieves had their own palaces. It's, it's, uh, it's called The Days When My Mother Was There. And no, it's off topic and random. I just wanted to point out because it's it's my favorite palace music in Persona Five. <laughs> I thought I should point out. No. So it's, it's um, a pretty good. So I suppose while we're on the, while we're heading back onto the subject of Mario, um, given that the 3D All Stars collection involves 64 Sunshine and Galaxy. What are your, why not discuss our experiences with any of those games, or at least the ones we played? So you go first. Go first. Nah, you can go first. I'm I'm generous. I'm a I'm a benevolent host with an iron fist. Um. Okay. So the first of the three games in question that I played was Galaxy. Um. Uh. And I've actually been getting into that a little more recently because I'm getting slightly closer to actually beating the game. Because I don't think I've ever 100% completed the game before, believe it or not. Um, and it wasn't only until fairly recently, in comparison, that I got uh, Super Mario Sunshine. This was before I got a GameCube, so I could have played it on my Wii. And mm. I've not got very far in Sunshine. Mostly because I just can't handle the inverted camera. It's so strange to me. And then with 64, I didn't play the original 64 because I wasn't around for it. I was born in 2000. I did play Disgusting. a little bit. I did play a little bit of um, Super Mario 64 DS. But, you know, people, oh, oh people, even more disgusting. People like people, from what I can tell, really like to lowball it. So I don't know if that's really an accomplishment. I don't know. I don't think it's the worst port in existence, but <clears throat> by Nintendo standards, it's it's uh it's meh. This is the same company that brings out a 3D collection of games in which one of them is literally just a resolution change. Oh yeah. I'm not gonna commit to that though because you know if if you're okay, let me put it this way. If you want to get into the 3D platform scene, especially with Mario, and you haven't played mm. if you've only played one of those games and you haven't played the others, it's a good place to start. A three in one collection. You've played That's all nice. of them already? Uh no. I have played Galaxy. I've played. No, 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 I've sent if you've played all of them. 
I have oh, to like, do like, that. No, no not, not you specifically. Because you were saying you in reference to people who may be listening. That, that's what I'm doing as well. Oh, he must have been doing this. If, if you've played them all, and I, which I have, I would say this collection's probably not worth it. Go ahead, pray tell. I'm curious. I know, I, I just mean it's not worth it. You're, you're right, it's just... Resolution boost, and you've already played one, so I don't even know I've if it's worth or tubes. Correction, which means is it even worth you buying it? I wouldn't say it's worth me getting it because I've already played two of those games. If you've played none of them, if you me. haven't played them, what is it? 50, 50, 60 quid relative, or something close? I, to I can check the price if you so wish. This may this the price will vary depending on where you are in the world as well. Well, if I go on the price, but if you've not played any of the 3D Mario's and you want any what reason to get a Switch, I would suggest it because it's a relatively good price for a set of free games. Which, if you were to get 64 Galaxy or Sunshine on its own. Or for their um, their prices when they came out initially, you would probably be paying. This item will be released on the 18th of September 2020 on Amazon, and it's going for 50 pounds. Okay, so for 50 pounds for a collection of three games, all three with very much a good amount of selling points, that's good. But if you've played more than one of them in the past. Maybe not so. Now if they did, I, you know, I'm really raising the ball here, but if they did oh, what yeah. Crash and Spyro did and graphically enhanced all three to some level, then maybe... Well, Galaxy would need to be graphic. Galaxy wouldn't play. need to be. It would the need Galaxy to be better resolution. beautiful. For 2007, it's a really good looking game. Well, hmm, but, okay. but it has good art direction. Here's the way that, I see Even it. Sunshine's pretty... This is the thing with GameCube games, if if we, if we you let me go off topic for a minute. Oh, no, go on. GameCube game... Ah, my voice went. GameCube games are actually amazing, and I think all, a lot of them, all they need really is resolution increases, maybe higher quality textures, or maybe slightly higher poly on the models. I, w I was watching a guy on uh, the Actman's Discord server, which I'm a member of, and he was playing Metroid Prime via an emulator. And, well, I've played it before. I forgot how good it looked, but because he had it running through an emulator, it looked even better. But you get a lot of you know, GameCube games actually look really good when, when when you look back on them. Like Resident Evil 4. Have you seen Resident Evil 4 for the, Resident e the graphics of the Resident Evil remake that came on the GameCube? Ha I have not, no. Oh, they are gorgeous. Resident Evil remake is, is obviously more gorgeous, but that's because it's using pre-rendered backgrounds. So, really, what the game's rendering, or what the game's mostly rendering, is the enemy models. 
and the character models, which is why they're so good. Even even if you take that out, you have Resident Evil 4, which just looks amazing. Okay. But you find that with a lot of GameCube games in general, it, it, it was a powerful little purple box. Well, mine's black. They did black ones too. They might have done white ones as well. It's just, the purple's iconic. Oh no, yeah, the purple's really iconic, but I got a black... I, uh, I got myself a black one. Sorry, to go back on topic, but for the Mario 3D All-Stars collection, in all honesty, I think all Galaxy and Sunshine need is a resolution increase. May maybe an increase to the poly uh, polygon cap on yeah, Sunshine. You know, that's not very difficult to achieve, especially mm. comparing the, the Wii or the, the Wii or GameCube's graphic to the uh, to the Switch. And then, but then you have the question of what to do about Super Mario 64. I think Nintendo would have been better off remaking it. I was what again, I'm going I'm going mostly off of what I've seen now. This was before this was announced. I was watching a YouTube user by the name of Delzafoon's video of his hopes for what the collection would be like. And one of the things he pointed out was the idea that Galaxy was uh, visually remade to almost look like... Um, may maybe it's not Delzafoon, I'm not sure. I have seen the comments somewhere um, that suggested the idea of Revisualizing 64's graphics to look like what the uh, the box art did on the original N64 uh, box. Oh. Okay. So it, it would very much it would be stylistically unique, but I don't think they need to. They wouldn't need to overdo it. You know, we're we're not talking. Uh, we're not talking. Nset Trilogy or Reunited Trilogy levels of remastered, but you know, enough to make a difference. I mean, there's a uh, that PC port thing where, where, they're where they're redoing a lot of the textures. I, I can't quite remember what it's called. But, but that, there's a thing in for. I'm not sure if it's complete yet, because I haven't checked on the... I was following the project for some time, and you know when you're following something, but then you kind of just stop. No, yeah, yeah, go on. On one for Super Mario 64, because they looked like they were going to redo the textures. Or, you know, as in, give higher, higher resolution textures. Yeah. I don't know what, what hap happened, because I stopped following the project, but... Um... Given past events, I wouldn't be surprised if the Nintendo engine got that. Possibly. I mean, Nintendo on Apologies for intruding. Do you remember the uh, the Unity project that someone was making of Bob on Battlefield? And Nintendo took that down. Uh, two things to that. I, I was trying to say no, I'm not offended. This is a good and two, this is a good thing to bring up. Yes, yes, I do remember. Um, hell, there's, there's been um, entire Smash fan projects that have been taken down because of Nintendo. 
Do you remember Project M? Yes, yes, I do. Well, you can't get... I believe the only version you can get right now is Project Plus, which the only difference between that and the original Project M uh, that we know of is that they actually finished Knuckles. Oh. But that's the only difference that I know of. And that's the only version of Project M that I know of that you can acquire. And... This is the pro problem with... I think this might just be Japan in general, though, when it comes to copyright. Japanese companies are very stringent on their intellectual properties. Mm -hmm. I mean, what was it? Oh, yeah. So, I, I watch an anime called Love, Love, uh, Love Life, right? Yes, you have uh, brought it up to us on a multitude of occasions. Yes, Love Live is a is a school idol show, and because it's as such, they do live performances in the real world. I mean, I think it started off as an actual animated idol thing rather than an anime. I can't quite fully remember. But the uh, but from being a fan of Love Live, I learned that they don't really let you. You, you know how people will take their phones and take photos and videos when they go to concerts? Yes, of course. They, they don't really let you do that in Japan. Okay. And it's because of copyright. That's, that's how, how much they want to protect their, their intellectual properties. And, yeah, I, I can understand that to a degree. You would obviously want Me, to protect uh, what I, you've made. I kind of... In the case of concerts, I kind of agree with it, because I think it's better to watch actually watch a concert when you're there, than just watch it through your phone screen whilst you're recording it. Yeah, because then you don't get the same sort of... I mean, I don't go to concerts because I don't listen to a lot of mainstream music, but from what I can tell, you wouldn't get exactly the same experience watching a recording or a direct recording of a concert than you would if you were actually there. You wouldn't get the entire atmosphere. Oh yeah, you, you, no, no, you, you wouldn't get the atmosphere if you're just looking at your phone screen. But, um... But, but that, but that's the thing, Japan is just very stringent and you look at fan projects and some of them look amazing. But you know, at the end of the day, there's a good chance they'll get shut down. Hmm. And Sonic Mania is kind of a lucky story. This isn't that a fan project, but it you started know, that out Sega as a fan project. But yeah, Sega picked it up and licensed it, and then they released it officially. See, that 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 is a big brain move. They they used big brain, and they did the right thing because they used big brain. Okay, would you like a good- would you like an idea of a, of a Sonic fan game that, you know, in, in a similar vein to Sonic Mania in terms of its uh, license potential? I, d I might oh, have told yeah. you about this before. Look up Sonic Smackdown by Arcforged on Twitter. Okay, I am looking up Sonic Smackdown. Let me give you an, let me give you an idea of what to expect. Think Marvel vs. Capcom with anthropomorphic animals and bright colored backgrounds.
Oh, Unreal. Oh, Unreal Engine Four. Now, um, wow. Yeah, um, take a take a whoa. look at some of the and bearing in mind, um, Arc Forged right now aren't just working on SmackDown. They're also working on their own unique IP as well, called Origin of Storms. Wow, that that looks pretty good. Found a video for gameplay. Uh, uh, David, would you be so generous as to uh, to link that in the description when this goes up? You know, oh, just, yeah, I'll, just I'll under link. a header. And I, he retweeted it. I know, but this just this brings across my point. It's, of course, as someone who creates myself, I do, you know, I draw, I do art. As someone who, as someone who creates, do you like I want to. I would want to protect. Sorry, I would want to protect my creations. I want to make sure Luckily, that I get the right exposure with my work. However, um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't damn those who follow me or those who would support me to um, to not be allowed to put their own spin on things. Or to yeah. show their support. Let me put it this way: if I, copyright if I, laws report, if you can turn it into something actually new, mm. I think that's one of the things that that makes it allowed. When when you create content that you like, when you remix a song, if as long as you actually turn it into something new, yeah, then it's allowed. But I don't know, I guess despite you know, despite the flag that companies like Sega get, you know, because Sega's one of the best examples, Sega gets a lot of flag, mm. whether it be for the quality of their games or other things. You can respect that they don't mind giving freedom to fans. Music, fan games, voice work. Hell, it's because of someone in the community that we got, quite frankly, the godsend that was the Sonic movie redesign. Well, he's in the community, but he also did suffer state uh, Sega too. This is uh, Tyson Hansen talking about. Oh. But oh yeah, that that redesign was pretty good. The long and short of it is, don't be afraid to protect what you have created, but don't be restrictive. Don't disallow creative freedom among your community or among those who follow you. Oh, yeah. Creativity should be encouraged. Hmm. Not 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 discouraged and then stomped on by a guy with big ten foot tall black leather boots. Just, let me okay. Just because you're not allowed to not be protective. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't allow you shouldn't allow others to not be creative. I right, every creativity is how we move forward in, in the world. And see this I forgot what, what it is. I think it's patents. Patents, at least how America did it back in the 1800s and 1900s, 
are kind of a godsend compared to how they're done now. Do you know why, like, for history lesson almost? No, do you know I why just, America went through a lot of innovation in the 1800s? Come on. Because everyone goes on about, oh, the Industrial Revolution in Europe, but look at all the inventions that we use today that came that actually came from 1800s America and early 1900s America. It was because of the American patent system. Essentially, companies don't own what you patent. You own what you patent. But it's patented in such a way where other people can take your thing, improve upon it, and then patent the improvements. Yeah. Which, in it, that, that doesn't just in mean that, that means that yes, you can create something, but there's an incentivization for someone else to take that thing and then improve upon it, because they can patent their improvement. Yeah. Thus, incentive. Yeah, and look like at the that. American pharmaceutical industry, for example, in, in modern-day America. There's a reason why it's as broken as it is. It's because I forgot that they changed patents in some way and that they're not, not really that incentivizing anymore. Like everyone says, oh, corporations should be making medicine, but actually, you'll find if corporations make stuff, there'll actually be more innovation because they're trying to, you know, outcompete other corporations. But when you take the incentive for competition away, I guess. You, you lose your creativity. And I, you I, I'd no say it's the same with video games. You has let, if you don't have competition, or, or even a simple rivalry, if you don't have any sort of reason to keep, to keep or pushing even for what you do forward, then, well, you simply won't. There's few other ways to go about saying that. Well, yeah, but it's also just about freedom to be creative. This is the problem with Sega. Sega are very, very restrictive. They used to be Sonic Mania. The Sonic movie did change my mind somewhat, but I've always felt Sega have always had a, you know, tight edge to them. Hmm. I mean, there's still things that um, people in Sega and Sonic Team are very tight about now. I'm not sure if you knew about this, but it turns out that um... Sega actually has mandates that say how a character should be portrayed in productions. So here's that a prime here's a prime example. Here's a prime example. Okay. Go on. Are you familiar with the backstory and or characterization of Shadow the Hedgehog from let's say Sonic Adventure 2 to 2006? What? Okay, that was sudden. Alright, would you be able to repeat what you said? Yeah. Um, are you at all familiar with the backstory and or characterization of Shadow the Hedgehog from, let's say, 2001? Oh, so this was Sonic oh no, I know. I, yeah, I get, I get. I get. I'm somewhat familiar. Okay, That's so. Fully, a little bit of... I have a base idea. 
a little bit of elaboration. When Shadow started out in Sonic Adventure 2, he was essentially just an anti-Sonic. That's what people saw yeah, him as, that's how he was portrayed for a bit. But, as you progress through the story, he gets his redemption, he gets his own, he almost feels a different character by the end of it. And that is supposed to be where he died. But because of popularity, they brought him back. From that. And that from 2003, sense. which is Sonic Heroes, up to 2006, say for some bits of Shadow the Hedgehog, his character still grew. And by Sonic 06, he is someone who is calm in nature, but he is a calm, collected, and slightly reclusive individual. But he will not leave. He wouldn't leave Rouge Omega out to dry, so to speak, if he didn't think they could handle it. Now, are you aware of how Shadow is portrayed now? No, I am. I I actually am not. Um, and I'm the guy who has a loose idea of Sonic Boom, but isn't not portrayed played. in the same way he was in 06. Oh um, boy. How was he portrayed then? I suppose this is a very obvious uh, comparison, but like many others, Shadow's connection, or no, Shadow's personality nowadays is very much akin to how Vegeta used to be in Dragon Ball, but we're not talking super, oh, okay. you know, super he is really developed. But if we mm. talk about Shadow, if we take Shadow now and compare him with, let's say, maybe Freeza Saga Vegeta, that's a good estimate, you'll see a lot of parallels. So people mm. would argue that Shadow's character has receded its his development has narrowed. And Sega actually has a mandate out, among other things. It actually says that Shadow is to be portrayed this way. He is he is meant to be portrayed in a way that makes him want to prove to others that he is the top dog, as it were, or that he is not a coward. Okay, so you know the Shadow the Hedgehog game? On the yes. guns. I do. I played Did Shadow... Wasn't Shadow... It could be misremembering and somebody brought... I was talking to somebody earlier and I think they brought it up. About Sonic... Uh, not Sonic. Shadow working with the US President. You elaborate. Um, Is this a mismemory or... I... He see, with I'm the not... I, I haven't played Shadow the Hedgehog in some time. But... Um, I believe Shadow the Hedgehog takes place maybe about six months or so after the events of Sonic Heroes. So it's implied that the president somehow got a picture of Sonic and Shadow together. I don't know how because Team Dark left the NFP or whatever. He somehow got a picture of Sonic and Shadow before the events of Shadow happened. Mm. Um, also, fun fact, uh, the whole reason that Shadow, one of the reasons Shadow got the whole shindig was because the Sega actually kept getting uh, notices by people, um, if you will, 
they actually kept getting uh, they kept getting notices by people in the community that they um. wanted Sonic to be in possession of firearms. But oh. because Sega wasn't about that, they didn't want their fla- they didn't want their flagship character holding the Glock. They, they decided to give it to Shadow. Yes. You know because imagine Sonic using guns. You, you can't imagine it even. No, I can. There's. I've oh, seen, okay. I've seen quite a few. Uh, I've seen quite a few interpretations of that idea. I don't know, it's just, it feels out of character. That's why I can't imagine. Okay, here is a suggestion for you. Um, after this, if you do a quick, if you do some quick research. So, if you compare Shadow's, uh, if you compare Shadow's development from 2001 up to 2006, and then you look into how his character acts now, and then tell yeah. me what you discover. And a neat little experiment. Okay, so... Oh, going pseudo-off-topic into no, that's weird, weird that's territory. We, if we go very, very weird, so... President got Shadow to work with Sonic, right? Um... No, not exactly. Again, that picture what was taken of? after the events of Sonic Heroes. Okay, so, so it's a kinda, kinda not. They have a weird speculation. Yes, no, but the, actually no. You know the Sonic the Hedgehog movie canon? You know it's set in the modern day and age, but the Sonic the Hedgehog characters in existence. I'm sorry, sorry, you're talking about the movie continuity, right? Yes. So, you know how... Trump's start has started less wars than any president in recent history, even Obama. Okay, yeah, this call. I I have a weird theory. What if oh, no. Trump calls Shadow to the Oval Office when Trump needs America's enemies to be dealt with silently? Like, what if Trump's just like, "Do Shadow, they." I cannot do a Trump impression, but I'm gonna try anyway because fuck it. Today, we're gonna take out the ISIS leader. I can't do it. But, but he's like, you're gonna take out the ISIS leader today. Then Shadow, it's just like, okay. Um, about that. Uh, the only other. The only other, I'm just going to say Mobian because Sega hasn't said what um, what Sonic species is called post Recon. The only other Mobian character in the movie continuity we have right now is Tails. I uh, God God tier Tails. But I don't know. I'm kind of hoping that, that if funny, Paramount though, if yeah. Paramount does. You know, open up a Sonic Cinematic Universe. Oh, yeah. If they do choose to go the Shadow route, I hope that they're allowed to be given enough reign over Shadow's character to make him, well, more of a character. Because right more now, Shadow is, ba- Shadow is basically just a three foot three, a 
three foot three anthropomorphic version of Frieza Saga Vegeta. Well, I've always thought what would benefit Shadow would be to have the dude that voiced Cole in the first Infamous game. Which I um, think I, I played his voice to you once. I think you did, but bearing in mind, I... It's very, I am very, very closed off to a lot of game types. Cole, Cole's voice isn't just very rough. Cole McGrath as a character is a very... He, he does have a sense of humour in the game, but it's very dry. At least I found it quite... like It's funny, but it's dry humour. Well, I've always given... thought Shadow would benefit from that personality. Hmm. Maybe a uh, Calvary Bebop Spike Spiegel. Sort of aloof, a bit goofy, but still a force to be reckoned with sort of character. I don't know, I could see him being a I could see him being portrayed in a way that's he is he is reclusive, he is intimidating, he is very he is down to earth and not very easily free to help. But he oh, yeah. does he does have uh, he does have his comedic moments. It's because he's a good boy. Okay, look, the guy was kept. The guy was kept in a glass capsule for under for under half a century. Okay, or at least in the game continuity. Hmm. So, uh, okay, is there so anything if you want to introduce other characters, Amy, how would you do Amy in the films? Would you? Let's be honest to Amy is a simp. Sonic. I mean, so she, she's would, toned would it down you... over, she's toned it down in recent Oh yeah, I have heard in Boom I think you said in Boom In the Boom continuity, it's very up and down. Like you know for a fact that Amy still feels that way towards him. But she's not oh, yeah. she's not overbearing. Hell, there's even some uh, She's not clean. There's even some clips which um, there's even some clips in which the, it's potentially hinted at that either Sonic had Sonic feel Sonic re reciprocates, but he doesn't like the idea of saving either. So it's very, it's a very up and down sort of dynamic in that show. Okay, so uh, here's Sonic my, my season idea season of what you should do if you want to hear it. Do you want to hear my idea? Because I think Go it's on. a decent idea. Come on. So, Amy, instead of have it be she's a simp, I would change her personality where she does still have feelings for Sonic. I would go with more a uh, Space Jam, Lola Bunny type of thing. Okay. She's quite feminine and she knows. She, she knows it. Then you, she she does that whole thing like where she's like, "Don't call me Al," because because she's quite strong and independent on her own accord. However, she's still open to the idea of having relationships. I would go with her. Okay. Have her have feelings for Sonic, so that way we don't have to turn Sonic into yet another simp. Okay, here's the way I do. If there's multi there's many ways you could go about this. You could, hell, given given how outlandish, how um, 
how off the wall movies can make things. You know, movies don't stick to Kenneth. Oh yeah. You could go the route of maybe he is related to Sonic by Blood in the movies, or um. No. Thanos. No. I wouldn't be surprised if that existed. Um. Or I don't know. I feel like apart from Boo, the movie continuity is the only other the only other time in which. I feel it's more possible than not to pair the two. However, it would have mm-hmm. to be done over the course of the series, not not just you know by the begin by the beginning it just met and by the end other things. You know, he's thirteen, she's twelve. Okay, so. So it would have to develop over the course of the theoretical series. Yeah. I don't know, I, you could possibly do it in one film, but I think the writing would have to be stellar. It yeah. would have to be superb. I, I wouldn't, I really don't For it to work. No, I'd rather just... see it built up as well. I be don't more feel satisfying. Like, I don't feel like it's... Who am I to talk about realism? You know. Um, but I don't feel like it's very possible. I don't think it's very possible in most cases that you would attach yourself to someone to that degree over the course of maybe, I don't know, a couple of days. I don't. I don't know, because. And, it, and even so, I heard it just about seems this- excessive. I don't know, because I heard about this dude who lived on his own. He was very depressive. And he met this woman at his workplace, and he basically fell in love instantly. Apparently they had a solid relationship, they, they got married, they had a kid. Then she left him. He went back into being a recessive, depressive who lived on his own. It happens. People yeah. just... I like uh, that book for relationship didn't pan out. I suppose. With but... Sonic and Amy, uh, just just going with the f- notional fans, it would it would just be more satisfying if it was built up. Yeah. So, um... so you know, like when they have that big first kiss, it's like a big moment. Hell, it wouldn't oh, even it wouldn't know. even need to be anything as obvious as that. It could it could be a subtle, um, I don't know. So with the Japanese sort of, they'll, they'll say how they what they like about each other, but they won't actually directly say "I love you." Possibly, but there's also um, I, I think that works actually because there's a few scenes in Sonic X that do it. There's a few scenes in Sonic X that do it pretty well as well. You know, night. Mm. You know, the Amy Sonic oh, doesn't have any what? sort of romantic oh, attachment to Amy. Like I... Sorry, I muted. I need to rewatch Sonic X anyway. So you've just given me a kind of excuse because I remember yeah. I can't remember much about it other than the animation was decent. I've heard that the Japanese dub's pretty good. Okay, so. Um, after that, is there anything else that you want to bring up, or 
I would say we're, we're done for now. We've gone over a variety of topics. Up and down and all around. Oh, yeah. I, I'd say see how this one goes. Now it's, okay. it's time to summon Craig home. I beg your pardon? It's time to say our goodbyes. Oh, okay. It's not something I've heard before. Well, well, thanks for watching. This is my goodbye. I have cancer. I'm going to die next week. He's not serious. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, 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 there's a lump in my neck right now. Um, so it's a very scary lump. But anyway, uh, this has been the what has been essentially the first run of the Nerd Herd uh, pod podcast. Of the Nerd Herd podcast. Uh, well, David, you, if you would wish to see us off. Repeated. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, would you wish to see us off? So I will see us off. Greetings. Welcome to the Velvet Room. No, I you know what, never mind. Sure. This has been a fun thrill of adventures and friendships. But as life moves on, now you must go. Goodbye. Mistakes were made. Goodbye, brave warrior. Sorry, Shit. I couldn't help it. For the, the Velvet Room music coming in was just very convenient. Like, it was unintentional. I didn't plan for it to come in. You didn't. And it just came in at the perfect time. Fairly well, web surfers. Uh, Farewell. God help, God help you if we do this again.